Hey there you and welcome to episode number 84 of the BBB podcast. I hope we find you well. You might be able to hear my voice as a wee bit nasal and just getting over a, a bad cold stroke or throat stroke glandular issue. <laughs> so I don't sound very audio friendly but hopefully you can pick me up okay. Now as I alluded to last time I wanted to go into a bit more detail about sleep after all my chat about the aura ring hashtag obsessed um it's it's time for further discussion I think um you know I was looking back over my old show archives and the last time I did a show on sleep was March 2017 and that was episode number 10 so whoa it's Time for a bit of a revisit, and I can't believe I've done that many episodes. I didn't actually listen to it again. I might cringe. You know how you do stuff, and you think, I'll just leave that where it is. Um, you know, it's probably not relevant anymore. Maybe science has moved on. So, now that I've had the aura ring for over a week, I feel I have a better insight over my own sleep cycles, but I'm sure you don't care about my personal stats. You probably want to know what the hell a sleep cycle is, um, how much of each stage in these cycles, you know, we should be getting in order to feel refreshed and what can we truly do in order to get that better night's kip. I actually wrote a lot about sleep in my book, Building a Better Body Your Way. Yeah, I did write a book <laughs> a few years back and you can check it out on Amazon. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I, I got some really good insights into sleep after reading Sean Stevenson's book, Sleep Smarter. So I'm going to go ahead and refer to my own book for some notes. And um, well, let's dive into the sleep cycles. So we have, whew, I'm out of breath, that must be my cold playing up. Stage N1. This is the first stage of the night when you're just processing into sleep. Probably right after you let out that Ah, noise and your head hits the pillow. You could easily be disrupted at this point, but hopefully you aren't, and it should last about five or ten minutes. You know, your muscles are relaxing and the eyes move more slowly. It's a really nice stage. I'm sure you all love it. Then we have stage N2, a longer stage that should be around 50% of your total sleep, and your heart rate slows and your body temperature drops. You aren't in a deep deep sleep at this point, but important work is beginning. You know, your brain starts to sort out information from the day and files it away for later processing in the REM sleep stage, which we'll talk about later. And apparently the more complex the information you've taken on board that day, the more dependent you become on, on good sleep for efficient processing, which kind of makes sense, I think. Then we have stage N3. At this point... It's much more difficult to waken up from this cycle. You might be able to think of an example when you know you've been woken up at this stage and you feel really disorientated and your heart might be pounding. I know I have the odd time when a, a fire alarm went off in the past in an old apartment. You know, heart was going crazy and you just totally don't know what's going on. You know, this is a stage we really don't want to be interrupted in. <laughs> at this point, our body is doing a lot of repairing of muscles, organs, and bones. What's so best left to get on with it? Then we have the fun stage, REM, which I'm sure you've heard of before. It stands for rapid eye movement. The stages prior to this are non-REM and they tend to last around 90 minutes and repeat throughout the night. REM is your final stage of sleep, also known as your dream sleep. This on average accounts for 20% of your sleep, 
but seems to vary greatly for different individuals, especially me, um, because over the last week I've had nearly 50% on occasions. I'll have to work out why that is at some point. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it has been connected. Too much REM has been connected to anxiety and overworking of the brain, so we'll see what's going on there. And it's not like I even remember my dreams, so it's interesting. What happens? What happens in the body here? Arms and legs are actually paralyzed. Eyes move more rapidly, as the name suggests, and your heart rate increases, as does your blood pressure. During this stage, uh, also important memory connections are made and cognitive processing is restored. Your brain is more active at this stage, which is why you can experience, hopefully, (laughs) because it's fun, vivid dreams. A complete cycle of REM lasts around 90 minutes as well, and again repeated throughout the night. If, if you think for a moment, you know, when you wake up in the morning, there's a great difference on how you feel when you open your eyes naturally, as opposed to when the alarm clock rudely awakens you. So, you know, if you're interrupted at the wrong time, mid-sleep cycle, if you like, you don't feel refreshed. You know, our bodies need to repair and restore by cycling through these stages, and it's important to go through them all. So, those are all the sleep cycles. It's hard to believe all that amazing stuff happens when we just close our eyes. So to me, it's not necessarily about getting that eight hours that everybody talks about. It's about going through the cycles and getting optimum amounts of deep and REM so that our body can feel capable the next day and beyond. Now, expanding on a little bit further, I'm sure you've heard of the circadian rhythm. It's basically the system that governs our sleeping and eating pattern in a 24-hour period. Now, once upon a time, we went to bed at sunset and woke up at sunrise, and our circadian rhythms were perfectly in sync. But long gone are those days when we sat around a campfire. (laughs) Um, When the sun sets, the, the sleep hormone melatonin levels increase, and it relaxes the brain, lowers the body temperature and the heart rate, Uh, All these good changes that help us drift off to sleep. And when the sun rises again, melatonin decreases and serotonin levels increase and we start to feel more alert. And this is when we want to get as much natural light as possible into our eyes. You know, you'll have a a surge of the stress hormone cortisol as well. And this is is when it's good to have cortisol. It means we're, we're good to go and preparing to get on with the day. And I've often heard a good night's sleep starts in the morning. It's so true that getting that sunlight on your body, getting out because you've got your surge of cortisol and, you know, setting up your circadian rhythm correctly. Ever since the the light bulb was invented, we've begun to mess with our natural systems. Not that I'm saying we should never have invented the light bulb, but it was a starting point to where things started to go a bit off track. You know, then along came the TV smartphones, the tablets, all these devices giving off that blue, in brackets, wake up light, uh, right when we should be winding down. It's a bit of a recipe for a crappy night's sleep. (laughs) And if you have poor sleep, sleep, it's definitely worth experimenting, I think, a little bit further. Because you know when you've had a good night's sleep, you are ready to rock. It feels amazing. We love it, we do. Um, And you don't need an aura ring necessarily, but it's definitely something I'm going to experiment with. I mean, I know all this stuff, I've read about it so much, but it's easy to get out of the way of it. Um, having, I'm going to try and have no tech devices 
an hour before going to bed and see if it changes my REM sleep. You know, is my brain too active because of the TV and the iPhone? Should I be reading a non-fiction book to calm the brain down before bed? An actual book, you know? Who knows? It's fun to experiment. Well, it is for me anyway. You guys can experiment as well. And without the stats to look over, you can literally just listen to your body and see what your energy levels feel like in the morning. You know, how well rested do you feel? A few other things you can try as well as downing the tech devices. You can light some candles instead of having the bright room lights and have a a cool dark bedroom. Also taking a magnesium supplement before bed is known to help a lot of people. And I'll put a a link in the show notes to a good quality one for you there. If you want to be really conscientious, you can remove your TV from the bedroom. I don't have, we don't have a, a TV in the bedroom. We haven't since we've moved here and that's about three years and I don't miss it, to be honest. I'm sure there's there's more things you can do as well, but that's a start. Do not want to overwhelm you. <laughs> I, I'd love to hear from you, actually, if you've improved your sleep in the past or if you're about to embark on some self-experimentation. Please feel free to email me at info at karmaclintock.co.uk. I love hearing from you guys. But there we go. That's another short, sharp and snappy episode for me today on sleep. I hope you can go on and have a really good day and more importantly, a really good sleep tonight. Until next time, guys, see you later. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. If you have any specific concerns, please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on anything new.